you are Locked On Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And on today's program, well, the Denver Broncos have named a starting quarterback, and somewhat surprisingly, it is not Drew Locke, at least surprising to this podcaster. we got to get in a little bit to that later, but of course, we're just nine days out from game week. Eli Drinkwitz had some important injury updates for us, and I'll get to that here in just a minute, but first... Rock Auto is your title sponsor. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. But the biggest update has got to be Tyler Beatty. And, of course, he was held out for what we assumed was precautionary reasons. Fortunately, an MRI done on Beatty showed no structural damage to his knee whatsoever. Drinkwood said, quote, We're just being smart. So when it comes to week one, I think we'll see Tyler Beatty starting in the backfield for the Tigers. Now, on the other hand, when it comes to Mookie Cooper, the transfer receiver from Ohio State, a guy most people expected to start in the slot, well, Mookie is still not back at practice following his somewhat mysterious, at least to those of us covering the team, a mysterious lower leg injury. Yes, that was a very NHL hockey-like description of that injury by Coach Drinkwitz. But if we can just read between the lines a little bit here, just the fact that Cooper is, it's been nearly two weeks since his initial injury, still not back at practice as we sit here nine days out from game day. I got to assume if Cooper is not practicing next week leading up to the Central Michigan game, I don't think we'll see him in week one, so we'll just have to have to hope and pray that he's ready by week two against Kentucky, perhaps, perhaps week three central, or I'm sorry, southeast Missouri State might be a better time to get the new guy's feet wet. I don't know, but that's a little bit concerning. Cooper, definitely a guy along, obviously, with Dominic Lovett, we were hoping to add a little bit more explosion to this passing game. Now, I'll be honest with all of you. At this point, I can't name a single player on the Central Michigan roster, but over this weekend and next week, I'll know plenty about the Chippewas, and it made me feel better about myself that it sounds like Eli Drinkwitz has taken much the same timeline. You know, I I haven't even, we haven't even dived into Central Michigan yet. Today was our last day of situational football, and making sure we understand our roles and what we're trying to accomplish tomorrow will be the first day that we even look at Central Michigan and try to get a game plan for them and introduce them to our team. Um, you know, we do summer scouting and all that stuff and have a general idea of what we want to do, but we, you know, after 15, 16 practices, whatever it is, we have a better identity of who we are and who, what the strengths of our players are and our team. And so now we've got to take what we know and, and see what, what fits. Obviously, I think, you know, Central Michigan, Coach McElwain's got a great understanding of this league, played in the East, won the won the East twice, I believe, while he was at Florida, won a national championship while he was at Alabama. Uh, you know, I know they're going to want to want to play really hard. They're going to want to win. Um, they're going to have an us-against-the-world mentality. So we're going to have to bring our best stuff. Um, but like I told our team, 
it's it's really not about them. It's really about us and being the best version that we can be and making sure we repeat the process that we can focus to be on 1-0. and um, And whoever that opponent is, you know, it's about how we prepare, how we study, how we play, how hard we play, what's our mindset between plays and on that play, and, and can we do our jobs and trust our teammates to do theirs. I'll, I'll have more specifics when we get into the press conference for CMU, but I'm not ready to discuss them just yet. Well, one thing we can say, even just a cursory glance at the line over at betonline.ag, Missouri up to minus 13 and a half over the Chippewas in their opener. You know, obviously Missouri should win that game. This isn't as much of a nervous feeling as you had as a Missouri fan opening with Illinois for, I believe, six seasons there in the, in the early to mid-2000s. But certainly Central Michigan is not a total pushover. And anytime you have a week one matchup against a team that can beat you, well, no matter how many points you're favored by, no matter if your money line is minus 570, as Missouri is right now, even if Central Michigan is nearly 5-1 to one to win the game, well, you've got to be a little bit nervous. And I think that may even be more the case because of how practices and fall camp is conducted in 2021. Yeah, I mean, I think you need games. I think you need to play to know what you have. There's, you got to play. And this game is not without errors. And, and the way we, you know, the way you can go about it now, you could only have two live scrimmages in in, in fall camp, and so there's going to be a lot of things in that first game that make you really nervous. How do they respond to a crowd? You know, how they respond to live tackling, how they respond to getting their bell rung, how they respond to adversity, how do you respond when the scoreboard lights up for real when you get beat, or, uh, you know, all those things that, that make that first game so nerve-wracking for everybody. You know, we tried to put them in that situation, you know, last Saturday, you know, didn't, didn't wasn't quite as realistic as we wanted it to be, but uh, we'll, we'll see. So like Drinkwood said early in the season, I think tackling – is such a big concern for really just about every team in the country early in the season because, well, now that we've learned more about, obviously, concussions, CTE, all of that stuff, the negative effects of football, quite honestly, well, it's harder to do live tackling. It's harder to simulate what actual football is really like in practice. So until those lights come on, until you actually have live tackling, like Drinkwood said, You're not going to really know until you actually get out there on game day. But you know what? Speaking of that crowd that Drinkwitz mentioned in that previous soundbite, playing in front of those crowds, well, I think Missouri will do just fine this season as far as having big crowds for South Carolina, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and Florida. But as far as the non-conference games go, well, that's questionable. I think Eli seemed to have some questions there, too. I want to get to that as well as some more sound bites from guys like Daniel Parker and Barrett Bannister. But first, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. And with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock everything you could possibly need for your vehicle. So why would you endure the pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning by the guy behind the counter when all you have to do 
is use your computer. See, that's all that guy has is a computer to tell you what's in his inventory. Well, guess what? You've got a way bigger inventory at the palm of your hands at rockauto.com. So let's save ourselves some time and some money, regardless of what kind of parts you need. Rock Auto is going to have you covered. So go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your vehicle, and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. It's not a promo code, it's just a tip of the cap to locked on because guess what? Again, their prices are always reliably low with their amazing selection. They got everything you'll ever need at rockauto.com. So after an entire season, 2020, where the majority of Mizzou fans could not attend a football game, recruiting momentum, Eli Drinkwitz, yucking it up at SEC media days, getting everybody excited. Well, that should equal a sellout for week one, right, against Central Michigan? Well, perhaps not. Expecting that they show up. Uh, expecting that there's a great turnout and there's excitement and I know it's on Twitter but we all know Twitter's not real so we got to get fans in the stands and we got to get students in the student section you know I did a release a promo about 1500 tickets student tickets still out there we got to get those sold we got to get people students there that's where really the energy starts uh, on game day and and we got to get that started and then we got to continue to to sell tickets I think I just saw where we're uh, allowing healthcare workers in the game for free so you know, we, we need as many people in the stands rooting on our football team as we possibly can. And, and hopefully, uh, uh, you know, our team's been working really hard, and hopefully our fans see that and, and want to reward them by watching a good product on the field. And if they don't, then we got to continue to work to put a good product on the field so that it's, you know, can't miss football. So, again, the salesman, Eli Drinkwitz, doing a nice job of walking that line, encouraging fans to show up, but at the same time, putting the onus on his football team to put a great product out on the field. You know, from my perspective, the Central Michigan opener, it's on Labor Day weekend. It's going to be a really, really hot game, as I've mentioned many times in my sweat block reads the last couple weeks. So if there isn't a technical sellout in the first game, perhaps the stands aren't 100% filled. Well, I can't totally blame the casuals, i got to be honest. But the most disappointing part of that soundbite to me is that there are 1,500 student tickets still available. Now, if Missouri has another really good football season, let's say they go 8-4 and four this season. If they have that problem again next season, I'm not really sure what to do at a certain point. I'm starting to wonder if just sports in general – Certainly we've seen this with basketball. Basketball is almost a non-event for Mizzou students these days. I hope football, obviously football is a bigger event. You tailgate, there's more people, all that stuff. But just relatively speaking, even going back to my days in college, the Brad Smith era, pre-Chase Daniel essentially, those were good years for Missouri football. They weren't the halcyon days necessarily. But even then, it was. It just seems like with a similar level of excitement and production, you compare like sort of the early Pinkle era that I was a part of in college to the current Drinkwitz era, it's not like there's that much of a difference in the quality of football so far, but there sure does seem to be a big difference 
and the excitement for students actually wanting to go to the games. Now, frankly, is there more stuff to do now than there was 15, 20 years ago for people on campus? I, I suppose so. If, if stuff to do means staring into your phone all day or watching the next show on Netflix, then I guess that's stuff to do. But at a certain point, you do want to leave your dorm, right? So Mizzou students, leave your dorm, put the phone down, go out and enjoy a football game. I promise even if Missouri doesn't go 12-0 and this season, it's going to be a fun time. You're going to create memories. Just do it. Just trust me. I've had the experience. You need to have it too. And quickly on Drew Locke and the Denver Broncos quarterback situation, a lot of people probably assumed, and and probably rightfully so, that this might be Drew Locke's last chance to be an NFL starting quarterback. Now that might sound a little dramatic, but this league does stand for not for long. And each and every year, newer, cheaper quarterback prospects that haven't failed in any way come into the league and yes the the new car smell that's a real thing but Drew Locke now entering his third season in the NFL well it's probably time to go or get off the pot as they say but you could say the same thing about Vic Fangio the Broncos head coach and that's where if I'm a Broncos fan I'm a little worried because sure maybe for this season You could argue that Teddy Bridgewater, certainly a better game manager, less likely to turn the ball over than Drew Locke, but Drew Locke also has a lot higher upside than Teddy Bridgewater, at least in theory. I mean, Locke has all the the arm talent you could possibly want, but Teddy Bridgewater is a solid veteran player. The thing is, though, there's a certain ceiling with Teddy Bridgewater. Again, in theory, there could be more with Drew Locke. And to me, if I'm a Broncos fan, I want to give him one more season to see if it's there or not. Because we've heard positive things about Drew in the offseason. Again, how that actually looks on game day could be a totally different thing. But to me, if you're the Broncos, I'd much rather see what I have in this high upside quarterback that I invested a second round pick in than just trying to win games 20 to 17 and go 10 and 7 in order to save my coach's job. And by the way, my coach that I'm not that in love with anyway, if I'm a Broncos fan. What has Vic Fangio shown other than a stubborn insistence on being a defense-first, hard-nosed, let's-run-the-football sort of old-school coach that to me is no longer the type of coach or football that wins in that league anymore. See, to me, Fangio has every bit as much to prove as Drew Locke. So you know what he's going to do? He's going to say, the heck with it. I'm going to go with the safer guy, despite what might be better, in my opinion, for the future of the Broncos franchise. And before we get to Barrett Bannister and Daniel Parker Jr., well, I got to tell you more about Bet Online, which has a just a tremendous amount of great deals for all of you out there, including the web's biggest half-million-dollar NFL mega contest and Earth's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest, open now at Bet Online. Head to the website right now, sign up today, and receive your 100% 
welcome bonus when you use the promo code locked on and be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo make a bet on the thursday september 9th season opener between tampa bay and dallas and if you lose your wager will be refunded up to 25 dollars for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code nfl100 Yes, from football to basketball to UFC and right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. At Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Another indication that Mookie Cooper's availability for week one and perhaps longer is in doubt is that Chance Looper has been moved inside to the slot ever since Mookie Cooper was injured. And by the way, Coach Drinkwitz says that Looper had the best camp of any of the wide receivers, regardless if they're on the outside or the inside. Now, Looper only had one catch last season, but it was a big one, a 66-yard gain that set up a touchdown, a key touchdown, in fact, in that big LSU win last October. So, Looper, will he start? Well, it's unclear because I think most people would probably assume that the fifth-year incumbent Barrett Bannister will get the start, but if Cooper is indeed out, I wouldn't be surprised to see those guys splitting snaps. And you know what? Barrett Bannister, the veteran, had some nice words about Chase Looper, by the way. Yeah, so I've been really just honestly proud of the way Chance has carried himself. I think he's taken a real big step from year one to year two. Uh, I think the ways that you've seen that is just like attention to details and uh, just knowing exactly what to do and how to do it on each play. And, you know, I think the next part of it is just going out and taking that mindset and executing it. You know, I think he's done a lot of good things for us in the vertical passing game and um, really brought a good bright spot to our room in that sense. By the way, I realize I erroneously said Chase Looper there. Too many chases, too many great chases in Mizzou history. So yes, Chance, Chance, Chance Looper could be another vertical threat for the Tigers. I like hearing that. Again, we need more explosion from this passing game in 2021. Now, Daniel Parker Jr., certainly a guy known for some explosive blocking highlights during his Missouri career, but not necessarily a lot of explosive passing game elements from Daniel Parker Jr. But you know what? He dealt with obviously that horrific eye situation last year. I believe it was an eye infection that in fact threatened his actual eyeball and of course his sight. And fortunately he's recovered. But you know what? I don't think we were aware that Daniel Parker was dealing with a different injury last season as well, and he seems like physically a different guy this season. Maybe we'll see a little bit something different from Daniel Parker, and, well, let's hear from him for just a second. Uh, I would say last year I I didn't really – I got a concussion kind of midway through the season, so that was one of the biggest things, and then just trying to recover from that. It took about three to four weeks, almost a month, for me to come back from that, and then I just felt like I was a bit out of shape. And it was kind of hard for me to get back into shape towards the last two or three games at the end of the season. And compared to this year, you know, I've been able to trim some body fat, get down to about 
235, 240 pounds. And I just feel like this is the best Daniel that the, the world is going to see. So, You know what? Daniel Parker, actually a guy I previously speculated. Who knows? Maybe you could beef him up. This was before the 2020 season. I thought maybe you get him up to 290, 300, play him as a guard in the NFL. He's that kind of blocker and athlete. But you know what? Trimming him down to 230, 240. Well, if you're going to leave him at tight end, that makes a lot of sense to me. By the way, he's a lean, mean-looking 230 and 240 as well. I would take those arms any day of the week, folks. Regardless, just for his future health and happiness, probably better that they went with his plan, the Missouri plan of dropping him down some pounds as opposed to turning him into an offensive lineman. That's a tough thing to do to your body without a doubt, and something that I've really started to think we got to start reevaluating what we're asking these offensive linemen to do to their bodies. But you know what? That's a whole other discussion for another day. And finally, I do want to share a bite from tight end Nico Hay, who gave Daniel Parker Jr. a lot of credit for his growth and just also Nico talking about his own growth as a player in this bite. Uh, I think I've grown the most in my run blocking uh, in high school. I was a receiver most of the time, so run blocking wasn't my favorite. But when I got here, you know, I really had to like take notes and buckle down. And I've learned a lot from Daniel about run blocking. So it's something he takes pride in. And I mean, I should take pride in too if I want to be one of the greats here. So I've taken that from his game. And also, I've learned something from his passing game too, route running, uh, top of the route, stuff like that. It'll, it means more now to me. So I'm really working on that for this year. You know, whether it's from Daniel Parker, it's from Nico Hay, perhaps even Messiah Swenson or one of the true freshmen like Ryan Horsecamp or Gavin McKay, that seems less likely. But regardless, if somebody can emerge and give us a more reliable receiving threat at the tight end position this year, I really think that will help Connor Basilek and the whole Missouri offense take another step because especially with the way Drinkwitz runs an offense with all the confusion that he can create with having constant guys in motion, jet sweep action, run pass options, you're going to get those linebackers confused taking false steps and that can result in wide open tight ends at times. So we just need some guys who can take advantage of what Drinkwitz can bring to the table. And with all that being said, I hope I brought a decent podcast to the table for you today. And well, if you enjoy this show, please share it with a friend. That's indeed how we spread the word on this show. Of course, along with the occasional social media post as well. But you know what? I'm going to help you spread the word on another one of my favorite podcasts here on the network. And that's Locked on Bets. Brought to you by betonline.ag with my friends, your boy Q and handicapper Lee Sterling. Get the blowout specials, the wrong team favored, all their daily picks. It's a great show. One of my favorites on the whole network. So until next time, I am John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.